No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Now, today we're going to see what happens when Joseph's brothers return to Egypt and he prepares a feast for them, but they still don't know it's him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 43, right here on Simply the Bible. After struggling with her father to let them take their youngest brother, Benjamin, the nine eldest sons of Jacob, Simeon was imprisoned in Egypt, accompanied by Benjamin, now go down to Egypt a second time to purchase grain. At their father's request, they also take a gift of many goods to the Lord of the land. We pick it up in Genesis 43, 15. So the men took that present and Benjamin, And they took double money in their hand and arose and went down to Egypt. And they stood before Joseph. The brothers did everything that their father told them to ensure a safe and successful journey to Egypt. Hopefully, when they brought back double money to the Lord of the land, it would be evident that this was someone's oversight and not an intentional theft. While the world may say, Finders keepers, losers weepers. As Christians, we have a moral obligation to return what has come into our hand by oversight. For example, the checker who gives us too much change. Our principles should be more valuable to us than the money we receive by such means. Do unto others as you would have them do to you certainly applies here. Verse 16, when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, He said to the steward of his house, Take these men to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready, for these men will dine with me at noon. Then the man did as Joseph ordered, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. Just seeing his younger brother from a distance must have been emotional for Joseph. The last time he saw him, Joseph was 17 and Benjamin was about two. Now Benjamin was about 24 years old. Joseph prepares a great feast for his brothers, but they certainly must wonder why the Lord of the land shows such interest in them. Now the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house, and they said, It is because of the money which was returned in our sacks the first time that we are brought in, so that he may make a case against us and seize us to take us as slaves with our donkeys. When they came to Egypt the first time, the prime minister treated them roughly, accusing them of being spies and then putting them in prison for three days. Now he is bringing them into his house. This can't be good, or so they think. If they had been accused of being spies when all they did was go to Egypt to buy grain, then what will happen to them now that it looks like they took grain without paying for it? They are afraid, thinking that the Lord of the land will seize them and make them slaves. But behind all this fear is the guilt they still carry within because of what they had done to Joseph 22 years earlier. They sold him as a slave, and now it looks as though they will all become slaves. Now, the truth is that Joseph just wants to have a feast with them, but guilt robs you of joy so that you are miserable even amid God's blessings. 
Verse 19, when they drew near to the steward of Joseph's house, they talked with him at the door of the house and said, Oh, sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food, but it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks, and there each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight. So we have brought it back in our hand, and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sacks. But he said, Peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. We wonder how much Joseph's steward knows. Does he know that they are Joseph's brothers? Did Joseph tell him that he was setting them up? Certainly, he must have known something was up when Joseph told him to put their money back in the sacks. The steward's response must seem very strange to the brothers. Peace be with you is a Hebrew greeting. Your God and the God of your father is not a normal reference to any Egyptian deity, nor something an Egyptian would say. This steward has definitely come under the influence of someone familiar with the Hebrew monotheistic God. In addition, there is the mystery of how the steward received their money, and yet it was still in their sacks. What is the meaning of all this? But how overjoyed the brothers must be when the steward brings Simeon out to them, especially because they have not yet introduced Benjamin to the Lord of the land, which he said was necessary if they were to see Simeon. Verse 24, so the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water and they washed their feet and he gave their donkeys feed. Then they made the present ready for Joseph's coming at noon, for they heard that they would eat bread there. Their anticipation is building, for they are treated as honored guests in the personal residence of the prime minister of Egypt. As they wait for the man to arrive, they prepare the present that they brought for him. Balm, honey, spices, myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. It is ironic that these were the same goods the Midianite traders brought to Egypt when the brothers sold Joseph into their hands. Verse 26. And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand, into the house, and bowed down before him to the earth. Then he asked them about their well-being, and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? The brothers must be surprised by how friendly the prime minister is toward them. He had been so suspicious and accusatory before. But now he seems genuinely concerned about their personal well-being and the condition of their father. What has changed? Could it be that their father was right and that the gift really has appeased him? And they answered, Your servant, our father, is in good health. He is still alive. And they bowed their heads down and prostrated themselves. As all eleven brothers prostrate themselves before Joseph, I wonder if he flashes back to his second dream as a youth where the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars were bowing down to him. Here are the eleven stars now prostrating themselves before him. The dream is being fulfilled before his very eyes. Everything is becoming clear why God has permitted 
all of the circumstances in his life that have led to this moment. Then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, God, be gracious to you, my son. Now his heart yearned for his brother, so Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. And he went into his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out, and he restrained himself and said, Serve the bread. When Joseph lifts his eyes and sees Benjamin, his only full brother, he says to him, God, be gracious to you, my son. This is a very Hebrew thing to say. In fact, it is very much like the blessing God would command the priest to give to the people. So many clues, but no one is putting them all together. Joseph's heart yearns for his younger brother. So many emotions all at once. The wonder and joy of God fulfilling his plan. The joyful desire for Joseph to reveal himself to his brothers. The sorrow of missing so many years with his younger brother. The anticipation of being reunited with his father. And perhaps even the old feelings of pain when his own brothers rejected him so long ago. These emotions, so long pent up, are suddenly released like water through floodgates. Joseph cannot control himself. He hurries away into his chamber to weep. How a river of tears must have flowed from his eyes. Christopher Morley wrote, Heavy hearts, like heavy clouds in the sky, are best relieved by the letting of a little water. But Joseph's tears are in private, at least for now. He first needs to test his brothers further before he can reveal that he is Joseph. He washes his face and comes out giving the order, serve the bread. So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves because the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. And they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked in astonishment at one another. The seating arrangements are specific and strict. Joseph eats by himself, the Egyptians by themselves, and the brothers by themselves. Egyptians refused to eat food with Hebrews. Anti-Semitism began early in their history. Joseph seats them according to their birth order from oldest to youngest. Now, I'm told that the probability of randomly doing this is about 1 in 40 million. No wonder the brothers look at each other in astonishment. Joseph probably wants them to think that he has supernatural knowledge. Verse 34, then he took servings to them from before him. But Benjamin's serving was five times as much as any of theirs. So they drank and were merry with him. Now this is the real test. How will the brothers react to Benjamin getting a better portion? 22 years earlier, when their father gave Joseph the special coat, the brothers were so envious that they couldn't say anything good about him. Will they treat Benjamin the same way? Have they changed? Do they truly love Benjamin? 
There is no perceivable envy, for they drink and are merry with Benjamin. They seem to be genuinely enjoying themselves, even if Benjamin does have five times as much. It appears that each brother is content with his allotment. The sons of Jacob had returned to Egypt with great fear. They didn't know if they would ever see Simeon again. They hoped that the prime minister would not take them captive. They were especially fearful for Benjamin, for if he did not return to their father, then Jacob would surely die prematurely. One by one, their fears vanished before their eyes like puffs of smoke. How many times do we fear the worst, and yet it never materializes? We know we don't measure up. We expect the worst because deep down inside, we know it is what we deserve. But then we encounter the perfect love of God that casts out all fear. Instead of accusation and condemnation and incarceration, we experience the amazing grace and perfect peace of our God and the blessed fellowship of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship we have with others in the body of Christ. How marvelous is the mercy of God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. If you'd like to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go by their website. It's at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Next week, we're going to see that Joseph plants his special silver cup in Benjamin's sack and his brothers return, falling to their faces before him and confessing their guilt. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Genesis right here on Simply the Bible.